Live from the Talking Joe Studios. It's Talking Joe with Chief and Ben. Hey, 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 it's the Chief. I'm joined by my buddy. Reporting for Judy, it's Ben. How's it going, buddy? Hi, hi, sir. Yes, not too bad, not too bad. Yourself? Yeah. Keeping well? I- I'm well. I'm, um... Do you exercise, Chief? Do you I, do any exercise? I, I'm just restarting a bit of yoga. Um, and I do... I used to do a fitness routine called Sean T's Insanity. Oh, I know it well. Do you? <laughs> I know it. That guy is... Crazy. He is. Emma, Emma used to do it. He's quite famous, that dude, isn't he? Is he? I don't know. I don't know. But um, I, I'm thinking about... I said I was going to restart it in the new year. Um, and, Everyone does. And I haven't done it yet. So maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow, well, day one. Kick well, off. I'm, a, I'm a big runner. A massive yes. runner. Um, I, I, I run basically about four miles every single day. No, no gaps, no rests. Um, I have a tendency to run myself into the ground and run through injuries. Okay. I just don't stop. I'm addicted to the endorphins. Right. And I've had a problem for about the last six months. My Achilles, my Achilles heel. It's that tendon that links your, your calf to your heel. It's finally gone. I've torn it. Oh, the Achilles I've, is gone. Yeah, Jeepers. it's gone. It hasn't fully snapped, but it's, it's torn. And I, I probably should this, be in a boot, to be honest with is, you. Is this something that you could have avoided with better body care? Oh my god, yeah! Oh, okay, oh absolutely, okay. oh, right. absolutely. It's not, it's not just a fragile saw, body. It's, uh, okay. I saw at least twenty signs on, on, on <laughs> and, you, and you avoided them all. <laughs> yeah, on the way to this carnage journey. Got it. So, if I was a football player, I would be out for the season. I would right. probably, I would probably miss nine months. So, I'm actually quite proud of myself because I've said I like, cannot do this anymore. I'm limping. I'm limping in the morning. I can't, I've got no movement in it. I'm gonna. Can I make a guess on where this is going? Go on. You need to somehow replace that running with another exercise. I have done. Oh. I have done. I've got a punching bag up in my garage. Ah. And yes. I've got. Uh, I've got wraps. I've got gloves, and I'm boxing. But I'm not moving much. No. No. <laughs> I'm like a. I'm like a tree. Yes. I'm just planted. I'm just throwing haymakers. Yeah. I mean, look. Let's 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 look at. Uh, you know, Rocky, where didn't Mickey it, some string shoelaces tie his feet together? Oh, exactly. no, that was that was a uh, uh, that was um, Apollo. But earlier, didn't Mickey then tie his arm to his body to make him change from southpaw to orthodox? Yeah, you know? Mickey did also. You don't, he had you him don't chasing need, chickens. You don't, a, you don't need all four limbs flailing around at the same time. No, no. So that's what I'm doing. So I haven't run for eight, nine days, which is the the biggest gap from running I've had in maybe twelve years. So Can this I, is big. Bit of advice. I'm asking you for advice here. I know you, you sound like you're a novice in the boxing world, but <laughs> I I was also thinking about getting a heavy bag or a, Good. something something to yeah, go outside. It needs outside to be heavy. Or, it needs so to be heavy. That's the thing. I've seen these thing called aqua balls. I think they're called, and they're real. They're they're they look like a sort of a teardrop shape, like a pear drop kind of thing. Yeah. They've got a wall bracket and you fill them with water and you can get these real heavy ones. And it's all, apparently, not this is a good thing, but I hear that when you punch it, it's like punching flesh. Um, <laughs> and, you um, want to simulate punching flesh? <laughs> not really, no. But uh, apparently the, the feel is quite, is quite you're, good. You're not um, hitting upwards. You're hitting, it hangs in front of It does of you. hang. And they're, I'll Google it up. Uh, Acrobal, okay. I think they're called. Um, but you've obviously got heavy bags. So I was thinking heavy bag is an option, but you need a real heavy one, don't you, I guess? You need a real heavy one. And I tell you, you better hope, hope to God that you've screwed it into some joists. Yeah. 
<laughs> in the ceiling because when I put it up first time, I thought I hit joist. I yes. did not. Ouch. Within five minutes, that sucker came down. <laughs> I'm doing Street Fighter 2 moves. I'm doing Hadoukens. I'm letting everything go. Yeah. I've got a Rocky 4 soundtrack yeah, uh, nice. in the can. If that doesn't get you pumped, nothing will. No, if that doesn't get you pumped, you're dead inside. Yeah, yeah. And are you thinking when the Achilles is better of still doing some of this boxing training, integrating yeah, it in with the definitely. I'm going to integrate it in. I, there's just no need. It's just unnecessary to run every day. Yeah. Well, you got I the addiction. Think it's, got I the don't addiction. think it's good for you. So, yeah, but also, dude, I'm doing yoga. Um, nice. Me and M's New Year's resolution was to take an actual yoga class. I've dabbled right. in the past with yep. YouTube, but I think... Because we're paying for it, I've got a reason to be there, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you actually started in the new year, or? Uh, no, my missus has started. So it's called uh, Yoga with Adrienne. It's like a 30-day program. Uh, it's just available on YouTube. She's doing those. At and the she's moment. committed to it. And she's doing committed. It. To, yeah, she's on. She did day nine last night. Um, That's good. Because sometimes with YouTube, it's very easy to sack it off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so th- I was going like full class, and you know. It's good. It's going good. How, how's your week been anyway? Uh, yeah. Um, stayed up to watch the Super Bowl. Ah, Patriots. 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 Now, the 80, I would say I mean, 90% of people said that this was one of the worst games ever seen. 13-3. Um, for me, I say fest, apparently. Top, top five ever. Because what? Because it was a chess game? Because... I love defense and low scoring. I hate these games that end up like, I know you're not necessarily an NFL man, but I hate these games. This applies to soccer as well. I hate these 5-4 soccer thrillers, these 41... Two bad teams. 41-35 uh, American football games. Yeah, yeah. I want, if it's soccer, I want a 0-0 or a 1-0. Uh, I love defense. I used to play linebacker, middle linebacker, so I love defense. And um, Okay, it was bad play by the teams on Sunday. Well, it's but bad offense, defense, isn't it? Bad offense, yeah, but maybe that was because the defense was so good. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, I mean, high-scoring games are good for TV. That's why people like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. And ratings apparently were terrible in the, in the toilet for this one. But, um, yeah, for me, good game. Uh, uh, ratings were in the toilet because, what, they dropped off during the game because it was so bad. I'm or guessing... people just hate the Patriots. I'm guessing all the Boycotting. halftime was so bad. Um, just so very people quickly... people tune into Maroon 5? Not sure. Just very quickly, because I'm a complete outsider, but I even I know yes. that... Like everyone hates, like a neutral hates the Patriots. So just very quickly, why is that? Um, it's interesting you say that because the atmosphere in the stadium was probably more pro Patriots, which was surprising to me. Um, I think it's it's they're quite insular up there in in New England and in Boston. It's kind of like um, us versus the world kind of thing. And even now, after having won all these Super Bowls, they're still we're the underdogs, you don't like us. They kind of perpetuate that, that, that feeling across the they, rest of America. They rub people the wrong way. Yeah, and, you know, Tom Brady's been in the league as the quarterback. He's probably the greatest ever of all, you know, the GOAT. Yeah, he's and 40. Is he 40? He's, 40. he's still going, you know, and Belichick, the coach, is is an absolute genius, but he's not liked and he doesn't do interviews, very sullen. And I think there was a story where... <clears throat> He wanted to wear a suit and tie. When his first start, he wanted to wear a suit and tie on the sideline. What's wrong with that? And the league, the NFL office, said, no, you can't wear a suit and tie. We're not having it. you got to you know, wear your team colours or whatever. So he basically took his what? he took his hoodie and he took a pair of scissors and he just chopped the arms off and he wears like a sleeveless grey hoodie. 
So, uh, but yeah, the gen. You know, I like the Patriots because I love I love winning and I love domination in sport. So is Brady? I'm more than happy to switch allegiances to whatever team's winning. Well, yeah, because you don't have a you don't have a team, do you, in the NFL? No, well, I I, in, damn I glory, got into Hunter. the NFL in 1987. Miami buddy, Dolphins, my I buddy remember. Nick, I was Miami yeah. Dolphins with my team, and who they are, are awful are, now. They are, yeah, they are still my team. <laughs> You know, yeah. my, num- my favourite team, if you will. Um, right. But I, I still like the Patriots. You know, I still like other teams. Is Brady like, being for 40? You, is an extra, is a, this is not the Chief Ask Better Questions yeah. section, but it, I am going to ask you a question. Big, big Arsenal fan. Yeah. Um, two questions in one here. Um, have you got a secondary team? Is it you are from the Bournemouth area originally? Is Bournemouth your second team? Yeah, massively. Okay. So especially since moving down here from London and they're in the Premier League now, which is it is crazy because yep, yep. Bournemouth is tiny. And the second question is, do you cheer for other teams in European Cup competitions when Arsenal have gone out? Hell or- no. Okay. Hell, I know. So you're not much of a patriot. Dude, I actually think that is fallen by the wayside anyway. I do remember a time when my brother used to be like, we well, you know you've got to cheer, but... Even no, you hate those other teams so much. Right. Um, the only team I, I don't, I don't really have anything against Man City at all. Right. Um, well, you're saying all the other big boys, Spurs, Man United, Chelsea. Yeah, well, Spurs you know. aren't big, but um, yeah, no, 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 Chelsea and Spurs. I, Chelsea, I really hate Chelsea. Maybe even more than Spurs. Right. Na- nasty club, Chief. Okay. But I've got a quick, quick question about yeah, Brady on. because this blew my mind. Because in in um, the Prem, in soccer, if you're 40, you, you haven't got a chance. Maybe if you're a goalkeeper, but he's he's so old. I think he's heavily into nutrition and all that kind of... Is, probably does is, yoga, is norm- he's probably doing it right now. Is it now. normal? Is that normal for, no, for I someone mean, you get, you playing get at 40? Someone like Brett Favre, who was at the Green Bay Packers for, for the majority of his career, you know, he played into his 40s. But okay, the difference, what's the normal? The, the difference there is... Favre holds a lot of records, but he also holds a lot of negative records, like most interceptions or most, you know, whatever. Um, so when would you think about hanging Whereas Brady the... seems to have, the, the stats, don't, his performance doesn't seem to have dropped off. But yeah, quarterbacks, right. I'd say, you know, mid-30s, yeah, maybe, so maybe as a ceiling, because especially now, the, the, the strategy always used to be, and apologies for people who are tuning in now at the 10-minute mark looking for G.I. Joe chat, that is coming, NFL. don't worry. Um, the 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 strategy or the, the thinking you know in days gone by used to be we'll draft uh, a young quarterback out of college, he can sit on the bench and learn the system for two years, not playing. So he'd be like the fourth quarterback, or something he's probably like that. third string quarterback, and he's going to okay. sit. He's the future of the of the franchise, but he's going to sit and learn the system for two three years. Then we'll slowly bring him in when he's he about twenty four, and he can release. Yeah, you know he can twenty four, twenty five, even a bit older. He can replace our you know a long-standing quarterback. And that has completely now gone by the wayside. Has it? Club, clubs are now drafting quarterbacks out of college and instilling, installing them as the starter for the next season. They have like a mini camp, like a training camp, where you know two or three quarterbacks will compete against each other in the off-season to see who gets the starting job. Right, um, okay. But a lot of clubs are going with you know quarterbacks that are first, league, first year in the league and they're the starters. Wow, okay. And well, is Brady going to be calling it a day now? Now that he's got this, oh, he sick... says he can keep playing. So you know, jeez, he's a machine. This guy. And the, the, what the Patriots do better than anyone else is they they make um, chicken salad out of chicken shit. So they will not necessarily have the most talented squad on paper, 
that Belichick, Grind Bill it. Belichick, the coach, seems to manage to find these guys that are off cast from other teams, or you know, no one's heard of him. He's a fifth round draft pick out of some some no nuts backwater college, and you know, manages to make make something of him and and slots him into this overall jigsaw uh, puzzle. And um, yeah, just wow. But there you go. <laughs> Talking NFL with Chief and Ben. Yeah, um, <laughs> we had a we had an email come in. Way they're they're flooding in. Is um, that a flood? Three. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, this email says, for those of us down under, what Aussies. does yes, what does give it a bit of welly mean? Well, I, I thought that came from down under. I hope this is your first question. Love Jenny, Auntie Jenny. That's from my auntie in Australia. I love that. Um, auntie Jenny sent us a question. What she what doesn't do, know what give it what does welly give is. it a bit of welly mean? So give it a bit of welly is effectively give it some month. Put your foot down. Put your Put it through it. Elbow grease, you know, give it give it some go. Have you been saying that a lot? I don't, don't know. I must have said it on that. The, must have said it on the pod at one point of time. <laughs> Almost hope way. I didn't, and she's just playing with us. <laughs> oh, well, hey. Um <laughs> quickly, quickly, uh let's go inside Chief's mind. It's feeling a bit brighter in here these days. <laughs> um so I don't know if you're you're into like cosmetics. I have recently been buying a lot of stuff from Lush. People that don't know, they make uh, handmade, kind of, you know, non-animal tested, uh, all natural ingredient uh, cosmetic products. And I'm a big fan of the Dirty Spray. The Dirty Spray, not, not familiar with that one. So Body I've Spray? Got, I've got a beef with Lush. I've got oh, a beef. Oh no, okay. So this morning, uh, I've, I've gone to work. Um, I've, I've, I like to wash my face in the morning before I go to work. And at work, uh, sometimes I like to have a shave, or if not, I like to apply my moisturisers at work. So, uh, you know, not the uh, my facial moisturiser, my hand moisturiser when I'm at my desk. For that harsh office environment. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like to do it before the train commute, so, you know, uh, for some reason I like to do it when I'm at work. You don't want to see cheese so on the commute. I've picked up, I've picked up a pot of facial moisturiser and hand moisturiser, put the facial moisturiser on, open the tub for the hand one. It's not the bloody hand moisturiser, it's the bloody popcorn facial scrub. So my beef is all your little pots look the same, Lush. There's no okay. They might say no, that's sm- on you, Chief. They might say that in, is on you. They might say in small letters, you know, that this is a facial scrub or this is a hand moisturiser. But at a quick glance, when I'm grabbing that pot off the side of the bathroom in the morning, they're all the same. No, I stand with the Lush. That is on I you. Can't I thought rub, you were gonna say I can't rub my face, my uh, facial scrub popcorn thing on my hands. I had to use my facial moisturiser on my hands, so it wasn't the end of the world, but. All I'm saying is... Chief, slow down in the mornings. Take a little bit of time. Yeah. I thought you meant that they've actually got the wrong product in, in the... Uh, no. Wrong, you know. No, yeah, not, enough, not got, enough... Then you've uh, got legitimate beef. You've got enough, no beef there. Not, not enough... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Chief, blinds Individual, the bat. you know, uh, unique markers on the pot. How are the eyes, Chief? Uh, minus six in both eyes. <laughs> that is pretty poor eyesight. <laughs> so Mate, you get them lasered yeah and I think I'm too far gone I think mine I've got minus six oh. in both eyes and I've also got astigmatism too old you think yeah well too old they're, they're going downhill so. I tell you what dude people that have had that done basically say it's like some kind of miracle yeah it's instant I might think investigate I think they probably can do mine even at this stage but it's going to be cash dollar it's going to be expensive. Well, it might stop, you know, mishaps once, with lush products. Once we get the, um, once we get the sponsorship and the endorsements rolling in on talking, certainly Joe, not from Lush. No, you idiot. Um, so we need you people out there listening to rate and review us on iTunes because uh, that gets us up the rankings. Get us and up that the gets rankings. More people interested about advertising on the show. That gets more cash money my way, so I can get laser surgery. 
cash and also money. for us to make the show better cash money <laughs> um should we talk about gi joe comics let's do it this episode we're talking about 34 35 and 36 of real american hero um, these are standalone stories, so let's kick off with issue 34. This has got a fantastic cover of a Rattler with Wild Weasel shooting up at Lady J and Ace in the Sky Striker. It has, it's absolutely amazing. Did you read this in digital, Chief? Yes, that's the other big news. I have uh, gone over to digital reading, so I bought the trade on uh, Comixology, £3.99 of the Queen's money. Um, what I'm doing is I'm reading the digital version and then i'm going back and reading the old floppy as well so i'm giving it a double take oh, okay. okay this issue is from april 1985 and oh yeah we were going to do a review show we'll do that next next pod we'll do a, a 1984 review you got it um this uh issue is scripted by larry harmer it's the first rod wiggum on pencils we got andy mazinski on inks rich parker on letters george russos on colors and it's called shake down Best issue I have read so far. High praise, my friend. Hands down. I remember this from when I was younger and it all came flooding back. Yeah, so this was the first... This was the first... I think the first US material reprinted in Action Force. Ah, see, I don't know if I read it in Action Force or if I just borrowed it from you. Right, okay. But um, I was obviously aware of this issue. Yep. Didn't know it was coming around so soon and... Oh, it's my kind of God. an out of the blue standalone issue, isn't it? It's like it's not really co- it's not connected to any. You know, sometimes we get standalone issues that feature a few little subplots or references to other ongoing things. This is literally just you could read this without knowing anything about. Yes, you could. The only thing that connects it is is the kind of you've got Lady J in there, haven't you? So yeah. she's only just been introduced, hasn't I guess she? So. so it sort of feels like it was following on. You know, it, yeah. it sort of fits. Yeah. But, so, um, the, in essence, what's happening here is Ace and Lady J are going up for a training flight in the Sky Striker, and Wild Weasel and Baroness are also taking to the air in the newly outfitted Rattler. Yeah, and it's the synergy of that that is just so awesome. Yeah. It's two sides of a coin. You get lots of panels. That first page, I think it's the first page in a long time where Larry Harmer's opted cold to opening. Not, not go with a splash page, and it's a cold opening. The top half of the page... The, the Joes getting in their plane, the bottom half of the page, the, the Cobras, and you get this at odd stages uh, at, at intervals throughout the issue. You know, that nice dichotomy between uh, the two teams. Yeah, and you, you basically feel like Ace and Wild Weasel are coming from the same place. Yep. And the same with, you know, Baroness and Exactly. AJ. These are the seasoned pros piloting their vehicles of choice, and you've got these backseat bandits, Lady J and Baroness, you know, the novices, Love that. Lo- novices, you know, they're kind of like, um, you know, uh, not, not, uh, but, but well, put, they can fly, can't yeah, they? Yeah, it's not like they need to be put in their place. It's just that you need a bit of, you know, that um, balance between the, the the pro and the rookie, if you will. Yeah. What are Wild Weasel and Baroness going up for? What, what's their, uh, what's, what's their, their angle? for? For flying, because uh, Wild Weasel, Wild on, out... on the first page, Wild Weasel says, we've made some modifications to the basic aircraft. Oh, that's it, yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so he's just going up to check that out. Yeah. Um, and let, I like the way that Ace, you know, he, he's grilling Jay on her qualifications. She's like, I've been qualified on all modes, including air-to-ground and ground mapping, Ace. Um, yeah. 
but I'm not due for requalification yet. Mind telling me the real reason for this flight? And this is where um, Ace says, the tech boys just updated the Sky Striker with some new black boxes and ECM pods. Going to take them upstairs, give them a pound in, see if they come up smiling. <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start on this issue in terms of favourite panels. Yeah. Because the artwork is amazing because in this it's an aerial dogfight for the whole issue yep. so if you can't nail um you know kinetic you know movement you feel like these things are doing the speed of sound yeah rod wiggum you know, is just phenomenal here oh, it's just incredible man and it's very clever the way that harmer it's almost an issue full of exposition um yeah you know because yeah. ace is telling lady j what buttons he's pushing what that does but it doesn't feel like i'm being you know lectured by the writer about what's happening Get over the, the head with it yeah, yeah yeah and you know he does a real clever thing early on where he introduces little parts of the technology that are going to be before the the two played out the, the before the two aircraft meet that are going to be played out later you know so he's like he's got some kind of um um radar thing where some a civilian planes coming over and lady jay's like oh man there's something we, we're going to get hit warning warning um and She's like, where did this voice come from? And he's like, don't worry, that's just our onboard 92K memory computer. 92K? <laughs> it's not even a meg. Yeah, yeah. Matt, how did you feel about those panels over the um, the kind of the house with the barbecue and the family? Oh, that, that, that front wides. one shot. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. That's where he's flying low low to the ground. Yeah, I, there's there's so many panels. This um, The panel where they're just re- they're going head to head and they're just... Gatling each other, yeah. tearing up the cockpits. Ace gets all of his helmets smashed off, and he's just flying in the wind. Yeah, yeah. He gets his helmet, and he, he has to push out the. Um, no, he takes his helmet off, doesn't he? Yeah. So the the canopy. He's struggling the, though for a while because the canopy's got shot up, but also his his helmet is starred, his visor's starred. So he has to get his helmet off, and that's when Lady J has to take the controls. And he absolutely nails the side of the Rattler cockpit. Yeah, and those bullet markings are on the toy. Ah, oh, are they? Yeah. It's such a good toy. I love the Rattler. It's so good. I've had a I had a commission done by an artist called Keith Burns, who does a lot of military stuff. Uh, does, okay. Doesn't do so much comic stuff now, but does a lot of goes to a lot of military shows and does oil paintings of, of vehicles and things. And I said to him, read this issue and do me a kind of scene recreation if you can. And I'll put oh, this amazing. up. I'll put this up on the on have the social medias. This? I think you have. I think you have. It really? was from a few years ago. What did he do? So he did the rattler coming in overhead, uh, uh, chasing the sky striker down a kind of a street. That you know that scene where they're flying over the houses, yeah. Uh, or the one actually, I've got it here. It's on page twelve. You know where that um, he's kind of shooting up the road. But there's also and there's cars swerving off the road. But there's also a few nice touches in there which I, I won't spoil. I'll let, I'll let people see if they can spot them when they see the art. Oh, but, okay. Um, it's cool. He's done sort of little circles in the corners with the hedge heads, the four heads of the four people in the story. Oh, okay, awesome. I'll post that. Back I, to this I, issue. Well, I feel I feel like they both, neither uh, Wild Weasel or Ace, kind of one ups each other, do they? They basically both have their their moments yeah. where they get each other, and obviously the, the the best thing about this whole issue is just that amazing salute at the end. Yeah. It's, it's so good. There's, and there's no there's, words exchanged. I spotted an error on page sixteen. I think it is. I don't know if you've got page numbers on your. I have, but their page numbers for the the, uh, the whole okay. Thing. So it's, it's it's so they've just get to the page where they've just flown over the houses. Got it. Uh, so the one we're flying over the houses, not the next page, but the one after. 
Got it. Where it starts with Ace is saying the Rattler's not running. Yeah. Yeah. Bottom left-hand panel. Got it. So this is, you can see on the target screen, the Sky Striker. Yep. Uh, and a voice says, the Sky Striker is maintaining his straight-on heading. But that is actually, it's been colouring green as if it's Lady J. Where? And it should be Baroness. Ah, oh, you're so right. Because look at the collar yeah, as the well. Collar. The two panels later, you see Lady J's collar. So that actually should be Baroness and yeah. Rod's drawn Lady J by mistake. There was no way I would have been spotting that. I was drinking it up. <laughs> I was going panel to panel like a madman. Yeah, so this was this was the first time as well. Like I say, I've gone dig. So this is the first issue of digital I read. An, and I read it. I read it in that guided view, which I've never seen before. Great on for comicology. this issue. Amazing Ooh. for this issue. Yeah, make sure you pull out. Uh, at the beginning and end, I think of each page. Just, just, I think so. Okay. Certainly, because what it did was it didn't. It, it has that thing where it doesn't spoil what's happening in the rest of the page. So yes. I'd rather pull out at the end of each page. Yeah, I know. There's just something about looking at a page because that's part of the design as well. I guess. But yeah, I know. I, I know exactly what you mean. It, it effectively gets rid of the idea of pages, really, if you didn't pull out, doesn't it? Yeah. Which is interesting as well. Yeah. Um, there's one bit where Ace has got time to flip a coin and he's like uh, they disappeared off our radar and he's like um, they must have made a 90 degree turn the target's no longer moving against the background the computer has been fooled into thinking the target doesn't exist Yeah, it's a 50-50 chance he flips a coin love love. Love it (laughs) Ace I like Ace yeah Yeah. same the ending Yes, it's just great that you've got Baroness giving it all the dialogue and then on the flip side, yeah. you've got Lady J giving yeah. all the dialogue. And before dialogue. that page, you get that amazing page. Oh, where it's incredible. They've flown past each other. Ace has gone, gun check, empty. While Weasel's gone, gun check, empty. And I love while Weasel's mask. It's kind of very, it's so very protruding, cool. isn't it? He looks way cooler. And then they fly past each other and they both salute each other. Yeah, oh, but they I'm getting goosebumps are... right now. I don't know if that's because it's cold in the loft or because <laughs> this issue's so good. I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. But they are hooning past each yeah. other, Chief. Yeah, and they are flaming up. Yeah. I mean, they've got absolutely nothing left to give. Yeah. I don't really know what Baroness... What does she want? There's nothing more, well, man. Well, they're, they're flying off. Wild Weasel in silent mode, side-on shot. Baroness in the gun turret. And she's like, what? We're just breaking off the engagement? Answer me. Answer me. And Lady, yeah, and, La- and I was and like, Lady J's is saying, don't you know, say anything. Ace is just silent again. And Lady J's is saying, what are we doing? We're heading back to base. We're just going to let them yeah. fly away. Well, well... And it says end. Amazing. It's the perfect. It is the, for me, that is the perfect issue. I yes. couldn't think of anything I didn't like about that issue. And also just, you know, I remember reading that when I was far younger than I am now. Yeah. And it just brought a lot of memories back. It's just classic G.I. Joe. Yep. So um, you are giving it a nine? Well, Yojo Colas. We've seen them come in all different packs. Eight yeah. packs, yeah. nine packs. It's a single but one. I'm pulling out a 10-pack. Holy one, macaroni. Yeah, <laughs> it's a 10-pack. For yeah. me, it doesn't, mean that, it doesn't mean that it can't, it, it, it can't be beaten. No, because there's different modes of 10s. There's high 10s, mid 10s, low 10s. To me, it is perfect. Yeah. In, in a way that, um, you know, what, what, for, if you were telling that story, how could you do that better than that? Yeah. You, you couldn't. So for what they were trying to achieve... Yeah. It's perfect. And also, it's got one of my key components for, for ranking a story, along with historical relevance, you know, craftsmanship, storytelling. One of the key ones for me personally is rereadability. Would I want to read this issue again? Absolutely. I could read it right now. You, you, you could read that every day. You could read that every hour. Yeah. 
you can't say that about some of the, even some of the, the good ones. You know, yeah. they haven't got the rereadability as like this one has. So yeah. um, for me, ten. I'm also going ten. Whoa, I'm also going 10. love it, love it. That, yeah. We have got ourselves. That's king of the pile. King of the pile, baby. That's not saying like you said though. That's not saying it's going to stay there because no, there might be better tens. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've always in the past been afraid of giving tens. Now, um, that's this, what I thought with this, this one. I was like, sod it. Yeah. It's, it's a ten. And one brief interlude here is uh, two questions. Question one is, where is Back to the Phoenix? Because that is a podcast that I have um, been missing. And <laughs> I believe work. when you recorded episode one, you said, welcome yeah. to our new weekly podcast. No, I made promises. I made promises. There's only been two. And, promises that I couldn't keep. And also, we'll come back to that in a very split second. But also on that show, you even said to Phoenix, don't rank it too high or something like that. I did. And I thought of that when I was ranking this one. And I was like, if your gut says 10, Give it 10. then it's a 10. Okay. And very, very briefly, will we see another episode of Back to the Phoenix? And what's, yeah, what's holding it up? Yeah, we will. It's, Phoenix is holding it up. All right, the boy. The, the star. Okay. Never, you know, famous film director said that never work with water. No, never work with kids, kids and animals. Or, yeah, kids and animals. And, you know, I can vouch for that because it's a nightmare. Because he's, he's got absolutely he's he got too to much. He's got too much to do or he just says, I can't be bothered. No, it's just, you know, unless he's fully into it, you're not going to get anything out of him. So okay. if he's doing it half-heartedly, there's no point doing it at all. Okay. So he needs to be keen as, and, right. you know... Well, I'm a subscriber, so I'll, I'll get the next episode when it drops. That is Back to the Phoenix, a father and son podcast that seems to not come out uh, where <laughs> Ben and his kid talk about movies. I know. We've got a lot to talk about as well. We went to see How to Train a Dragon 3, and it was right. amazing. Okay. Uh, I'm moving on. Issue twenty-five, issue thirty-five. Dreadnoughts on the loose. Uh, interesting yeah. here because obviously Larry Harmer scripting, but we actually got four different artists here. We got Rod Wiggum, we got Mark Bright, who will come back again in you know fifty or sixty issues time for a longer run. We got uh, sorry three ish, uh, no four because it's Bob Camp and also Larry Harmer does some pencils. Sometimes sometimes it's easy enough to pick out the Rod Wiggum and Mark Bright stuff, but I, I don't know Bob Camp's work. And I struggled sometimes to pick out where Larry Harmer was penciling. But anyway, right, okay. uh, Annie Mzinski and Mike Esposito on inks, Rick Parker on letters, George Russo on colours. So the basic premise of this, is, this issue is the Dreadnoughts have found Zartan's motorbike, which they later discover has some holographic capabilities. And they're going off on a bit of a rampage and a, and a muck about. And they will cross paths with three Joes who are on a bit of leave on some rest and relaxation. And that is Breaker, Clutch and Rock and Roll. And let the yeah. shenanigans commence. Yeah, this I, I thought this one was just a... It was a fun little issue. I didn't absolutely love it, didn't hate it. I just thought it was a good romp. Yeah, a couple of, couple of things early on happen here. Uh, Buzzer explains Zartan's tech... Um, because he yeah, presses we... a button on the, this, this motorbike's got a massive keypad on it, um, and he presses one of the buttons, and turns the motorbike into a tr- into a little van, and um, uh, the other two dreadnoughts are all surprised. Oh, where's the van come from? And he's like, "Relax, the van's not real." Zartan simply uses an advanced form of holographic or holography, three D projection yeah. that works without those funny glasses. Yeah. So we finally we sort of get an explanation of how he's doing his yep. shiz. Um, and then, like, no, actually, the Joes aren't on leave because uh, they mention that um, they've they've been taken out of the team, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, what but does he say? They, they are. Uh... Can't remember. One of them says something somewhere that, oh, you know, now that we're no longer, 
you know, nine yeah, to, they, nine they're, to five Yeah, they're kind Joes. of treating these these guys like the old timers in this issue, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're writing them out of the of the stories, to be honest. Yeah. And yeah, they're driving so. from New York City to California to go surfing. I know. Now, that is a now heck of a drive. I don't know how long that drive is, but I'm guessing it's quite a while. Yeah, that's a mish. Yeah, that is you're going across the entire country. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, um, and very small interlude with Major Blood and Baroness. They catch Zartan trying to get to see Cobra Commander to talk about his missing bike, and he storms off in a huff. Point, a bit pointless that page. Yeah, because Cobra Commander's not seeing anybody because he's preparing for the... Oh, the trial. The trial. Of, obviously, obviously, Billy tried to kill him. That's where we left off issue 33. Yeah. Uh, Destro intercepted Storm Shadow, trying to, uh, intercepted Storm Shadow from offing Billy, who was trying to kill Cobra Commander. And obviously, yeah. that's a big storyline that's going to come up. Yeah. Effectively, it's japes and scrapes in this in yeah this Jason issue. Scrapes the Dreadnoughts the, are obsessed with cutting stuff up absolutely obsessed the first they, thing they, they, they cut don't... up is um, rock and rolls whatever vintage car he's got they rip down the side of it and then later on they're back at their favourite place an airfield yeah that, that's the thing it's always an airfield they just get their jollies from um, chopping up planes chopping up planes they harass some yeah. passengers on the, on the freeway uh, torches basically you know banging on someone's window um, yeah, there's a great panel of um, Buzzer lighting a stoog. Yes, that is actually the cover of one of the Action Force weekly or monthly specials that came out, and it's got that oh, it's okay. got Buzzer Buzzer on the cover, like that that particular image blown up to a cover size image. There's a cool bit yeah. actually where Rock and Roll has decided he's going to now turn a, turn around the car and chase these these guys. He doesn't know it's the Dreadnoughts at this time, I don't think. And um, he's about to go into a, a tunnel and then some massive 18-wheeler juggernaut comes out with all skulls and chains on the front. Yes. I just like that image. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. And he's kind of free... As he's coming round from being out of it... Well, he leaves... Just, they, the dreadnoughts leave him. seen it. Yeah, or... they, they crash the car and they, they're in a burning wreck. That's where you get that panel with, with the cigar, I think. And um, he says, yeah, as, as, as they're leaving, roadblock... Uh, roadblock... Uh, rock and roll is saying to himself ZTN one two three, which is the number plate. It's the plate. The eighteen wheeler, which obviously isn't eighteen wheeler. It's a it's a motorbike, and the dreadnoughts are played to be idiots. Buzzer is played to be almost like the leader of the three, because the he, other two, is, Torch yeah. and Ripper, are absolute dumbasses because they didn't realize. He's like, where did that eighteen wheeler come from? That's what yeah, Ripper they're not says. Quite, they're not quite as um, sort of dumb as they are portrayed in the cartoons, right? Nowhere near, in fact. But yeah. Interesting bit here. Cut to an old lady who is flagging down a bus with the number plate ZTN456. Um, guy driving it. And this bus has got a massive skull and crossbones on the front of it. Yeah. I didn't really, Why would I you be really getting on that bus? Stuff. Yeah, but do... Obviously, it's you not know, a granny. Also, also it's the, the fact that it's not a granny, I didn't really like that reveal at and the also end. the reveal at the end is this bus is actually a helicopter <laughs> and this thing was driving down the motorway and no one obviously everyone is seeing a bus but surely it makes a lot of noise a helicopter i'm not sure i could be wrong yeah because it opens up doesn't it at the front and then yeah. it's a big one as well it's in. a big one yeah because i mean it can it's bigger change. than a bus surely it, but it, it's only the science of it it's only appearing to be something else so yeah so it sizes the, the size of a helicopter yeah, exactly. That but can I mean, swallow up 
uh, vehicles in the front of it. So it's not a small one. Yeah. And what was his kink here? This is revealed later to be Zartan driving this bus. Why was Zartan driving a helicopter disguised as a bus? I don't know. Do we know? I don't know. And we, an old granny gets on the bus and later on they, they're flying back off to Springfield and uh, Zartan says, we've got off this granny. She knows too much. Um, so I don't know why he let her on in the first place. And the granny is not a granny. It's presu- you're presumed to believe it's the Softmaster. Uh, are you? Well, I, I uh, who, yeah, okay. I don't know. Who do you believe in? Well, well, it's not Snake Eyes because the granny talks at the beginning. Yeah, no, no, no. I was absolutely hoping it wasn't Snake Eyes. I, for some reason, I was thinking Storm Shadow, but then why would it be him? Okay. I was like, God, I hope it's not. That's ridiculous. Could be. Well, I guess you know. None, but, well, um, I can't remember. I can't place where if this scene has any relevance to stuff coming up. I honestly can't yeah. remember. Um, but a couple of questions there. Why was Zartan driving a helicopter down the motorway? And why was whoever this is dressed as a granny getting on this bus? Well, he's dri- well they- I mean, he's, he's, he's trying to get his bike back, isn't he? That's the over. But why did he feel the need to do it in a helicopter? Oh, hey man, why not okay. when you've got to get your bike back? So he's back? just searching for the dreadnoughts. That's what we think. Yeah. Why did yeah. he stop to pick up this old lady? Yeah, that was unnecessary. He thought it would be suspect if he didn't. Yeah. Don't know. God, I'm, just, I'm just looking at Zartan's <laughs> face, the way he's drawn. He's like a pig. <laughs> he's an extraordinary looking chap um anyway um yeah. how many yo joes are you giving this so one, is there anything more we need to discuss here basically um the the the, the dreadnoughts have caused absolute havoc at this airfield base um and how they get caught out is they disguise themselves with the holographic projector as mps but rock and roll who just happens to be driving past in an ambulance says this guy's smoking a cigar that's some lax security um there's a real nice panel actually where the ambulance is chasing them and torch strays a bit too far he's drifted out out of the the radius of the holographic thing and he's kind of half mp and half uh dreadnought nice panel below it where roadblock uh i keep calling him roadblock rock and roll is uh leaning out the ambulance he's basically shoved down the ambulance driver and because obviously he's on his way to hospital because of the, the accident he was in yeah, and that's it. They they all they fly away. And in that panel, I just want to point this one out to you, where Zartan opens up the helicopter and the dreadnoughts drive in. Yeah. The panel right at the bottom, uh, below your pig face, Zartan, uh, mm. rock and roll is holding Buzzer, and Buzzer looks like he's got a big cod piece on. Yeah, he really does. Is that does. correct or not? He really... Is that just yeah. the cut of his jeans? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it looks like a wrestler. Don't you touch me, I'll press charges and I'll sue. Yeah. <laughs> I have rights, you know. Uh, this cover yeah. was by, is, I think it's a John Byrne cover. And John Byrne was one of the guys with Chris Claremont who reinvigorated the X-Men. And John Byrne's probably written or drawn pretty much every single major Marvel and DC character in existence. Oh, wow. Big, Very big in the late 70s, 80s and 90s. But I think he's a cranky old man now. I'm not 100% sure on that, but... Um, Yojo Colas, what are you saying? Yojo Colas for this one, I am saying six. Six, okay. Uh, six for you. Let's just have a look uh, quickly. Obviously, we didn't know, need to uh, decide where you were going to place the last one because it went straight to the top. So six, I'll tell you what sixes you've got. There's probably a few, isn't there? You've got one, two, three, four, five. You've got five. So which one, where does it slot into these? You've got issues 12 to 15, Destro Revealed. Better or worse? Oh, worse. Okay, worse. Next one is The Diplomat, which is uh, issue nine, which was the fill-in issue where uh, Clutch and Scarlet have to babysit 
a dude who's actually oh no better better than that okay so it slots in there then so you've got it slotting in at position number 12 for this one and that is issue 35 dreadnoughts on the loose so i've got a feeling you're going to give this five chief this week what are you giving it Uh, i'm giving it seven seven i liked it i was way off liked it um, I can usually read you very well. And I'm slotting it in probably just below Panic at the North Pole, which was issue two. So that will right. be, for me, that will be position 12. So we actually, in actual fact, we've both got it as 12th on the list. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, right. So moving on to issue 36. issue 36. You've got an asp on the front with a Cobra Trooper in shooting at the whale with a Rattler coming in overhead. It's a good cover. Yeah. I think it was Mike Zek again. He did uh, 34. Um, this is called All the Ships at Sea. It is script by Larry Harmer and same four pencilers again from last issue. Um, same, In fact, it's the whole same crew, June 1985. Yeah. So this one is the basic premise here is it's a sea-based... Actually, yeah, we've had uh, air, land and sea over these last three That's issues. That's what I mean. These really complement each other, don't they? Yeah, so this is... It's actually three plots going on here you've got a plot of the uss jane is out at sea and they're being attacked by rattlers you've got the whale which is a bit further out in the ocean uh and it comes across a little cobra atoll and then you've also got scarlet and snake eyes on a ferry and they get attacked yeah that was my i didn't mind that that third one that's my favorite bit is is it no when it kept jumping back to that because i quite i was quite into just all the sea-based whale yeah, I would say my favourite was the Scarlet Snake Eyes bit. Then the next okay. bit was the USS Jane, and the next bit was the Whale. Ah, uh, okay. I think I would just I just love the Whale. So right. any time that it's getting any kind of okay. panel time, I'm like yes. Yep. But um, yeah, great issue. So the USS Solid Jane issue. is just trawling around because they've dropped off the Whale, um, which has gone off to to have a little snoop around, and it's literally straight in on the action. Literally on page two there's missiles coming on the starboard bow or i don't know if it's starboard or not it's being fired at the uss jane and you know that they've got they're immediately on the defensive yeah the cobras they're dug in aren't they and they're just launching from a ways away from the rattlers yeah and i'll tell you what i like about the rattlers these are sea rattlers and they've got the white uniforms on the pilots Ooh, love that just look which i've not that. seen before apologies oh apologies yeah dude you, you are you pages. are you are right um that, there's a there's i don't is it more than one authentic. page page eight for me he's flying overhead yeah, i've got it yeah sea based that's so sea rattler cool. sea rattler one to sea rattler two yeah they're blasting that ship to pieces and the uss jane yeah something's on. something's gone wrong there's a fire so now the missiles are jammed or they're out of missiles but then also their gatling gun or that you know whatever that gun that is there's seawater's got into the into the into the wiring or whatever uh, they're in trouble. Uh, uh, Deep Six goes running out on the deck with an axe. You know what's he doing? Here? He's chopping up in a box. You know, and inside that box is some many little uh, missile machine. Um, yeah, but yeah, is this the first. They, is there's this a lot. The first time. There's a lot of breakdown of art. So you get Mark Bright doing most of the whale stuff. You get Rod Wiggum doing most of the USS Jane stuff. Uh, yeah, and then I'm guessing it's probably Bob Camp. Maybe it's Bob Camp doing most of the Scarlet Snake Eye stuff. I feel like this is the first time that we get to see a Cobra Hydrofoil as well, but it's never actually sort of introduced with any kind of a fanfare. It's not even drawn. It's not even drawn properly. Yeah, it's it's because that is a 
classic and you're going to see it you get you see that a lot so you see that a lot and that's we know it especially because it was featured quite heavily in the action force comic and uh it was a featured toy big old toy you had that did you no no i wish i thought you might no i'll tell you who had it dan sheeran do you remember Dan Sheeran? I do, I do, and I remember him having it. Yeah. Who's the pilot to the Hydrofoil? Oh man, that is a great question. It's a deep cut, but it is someone. Who is the pilot? I can't think. Um, is I'm it just sure a regular, I think it's just a regular Viper. Is it just Hydrofoil pilot? Is it something like that? Maybe it is. Um, I don't know, I'm just quickly Googling it because I, I need to Because when you bought the well, um, Moray. Cutter, isn't it? Moray. Ah, Moray. Yeah. And what does he look like? Um, he has got, oh, it's a, no, Lamprey. Is it Lamprey? That's it. That's it. Why did I say That's Moray? someone. Cobra Lamprey. He's got a blue, he's got a blue and kind of goldy helmet and he's got, a, or silver, sorry, and blue and silver and silver and blue body. Badass. Maybe he was Moray for US and Lamprey for UK. I don't know, but. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Um, yeah, so, you know, this uh, really, really so you, well drawn. This, like this all... issue is really well drawn, I think. Action, you like all the, the, siege, the, the suspense and tension. I really like that Scarlet Snake Eyes bit. They're basically yeah. just, you know, it opens up with them being on a ferry and she's like, you know, this this is really nice. This could be romantic. Um, can you go and get me a hot dog and some coffee or whatever? See, I was like, what's going on? I was like, what's, his face is all right. And obviously I didn't realise he was wearing something. He's wearing like a, a mask and... Fred Two is in a car with three other CGs, and they've spotted Scarlet. And she, yeah, well, even he does because he says she's with some unknown soldier, some unknown dude. Yeah. Um, we're going to get her, and so there's a big fight scene. I, I really, really like that fight scene. It's amazing. And basically, they're just opening fire. Civilians everywhere. Um, Snake Eyes is chucking coffee in one guy's face. Fred Two is, you know, sacrificing his own dude, shooting him. Um, really good. Yeah, there's he, a cool he, bit when he hits the lights. Traps them uh, in some part of the the, the the ferry under under the, you know, they've gone down some steps and he turns the lights off. He's got some big ass gun with a big scope, turns the lights off and he goes, yeah, you can't see. And then um, big shootout. Snake out. Eyes goes double Uzi on him. Snake Eyes goes double Uzi on him. And there's a scene where he looks a bit like an ape. That, that, that Fred too has got a bit of a face like an ape when he's jumping off. and you, Especially in you the night. tat 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 yeah, uh, yeah, especially in those dark scenes. In those dark scenes, and then they bust open through a door. That's cool. Snake, the I- hatch. Snake Eyes has got the guy by the tie, very much like Roger in Spy Love Me. Yes. Where's Bekesh? Where's Bekesh? <laughs> Pyramids! <laughs> ah, dude, that's great. Um, deep cut. And then, um, yeah, he's got him by the tie, and uh, the the guy goes to pull Snake Eyes' face, or whatever, to cling on, and the mask comes off in his in his hand, and then the guy's yes. like, ah. Because obviously he's so disfigured, Snake Eyes. Yeah, and um, that that bit, I love the end of that bit uh, because uh, all you you don't see you don't see it, you hear it, you see the ferry going off in the distance, and Scarlet's like, um, "It's over, Snake oh. Eyes, come back inside. I've got a spare mask in my purse." That's my favorite. That's my favorite line yeah. of the issue. <laughs> love it, as if you know, as if it's natural to carry multiple uh, masks in a bag because this stuff happens all the time. But then if you flick over to the next page, it's like. Whoa! There's a lot going on, man. Oh, back in the action, you mean? Oh my word! Yeah, because now We're right back Doc in and it. Tripwire have—they've—they've they've oh. killed one of the Rattlers. Doc and Tripwire have managed to get the the Gatling gun working, and this—they're trying to get the AA gun back online. Yeah, aren't get, they? this, this is—they've got it back working. Doc is covering his ears, man, because he is that gun's firing You're right like, by his head. Yeah, yeah. 
they go right through the rattler. And, and it's uh, uh, it's actually snow job and torpedo on the whale. Love snow uh, job. Still in his snow gear, just in case, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're they're playing they're playing these cobras for turkeys because it's like a circular atoll base. Uh, quite small, and the guns are pointing one way, so they go behind them. So they turn yeah, the guns, them shoot on each other. The, the hydrofoils chase them, and then they end up shooting their own vehicle. Uh, and the issue ends with, you know, kind of a key bit of information because he says, um, you know, they beat us. Um, Cobra Commander is going to be beside himself with rage, and the other guy goes, "No, the Joes are leaving without finding out our seek the secret we were charged with protecting, and that means our me- our major operation in the Gulf of Mexico can proceed as scheduled." So obviously yes. that is, you know, we, we know what's coming up there. Um, and we also get the flag. We get the USS flag at the and end. And the USS flag, yeah, bails out. The, the whale comes back and the USS Jane is now in the drink. And there's also, not many people think, on that not many say- people on that big ship. Cutter, Deep Six, Doc and Tripwire. Four guys on a massive USS Jane. <laughs> no, there were murders. People died. Yeah, people did die, yes. You know, <laughs> the, the, the engineers and all those people blow deck. Uh, whale picks them up and then here comes the USS uh, flag yeah yeah it's a great three issues I thought they kind of complemented each other really well yeah as far as independent you know individual stories go yep they were were fun read what's your yo Joe here or do you want me to go first Uh, you go first I'll go first Uh, this is a for me it's an eight I will say it's an eight as well okay it's it's a classic G.I. Joe eight which it's you know it's that high watermark for me so you have got, I'll tell you what your eights are. These are, your, these are your four eights. I'll pick the best one and then you can say if it's worse, we'll just keep going down the list till you slot it in. So your okay. highest eight is issues 25 to 27. This is Zartan introduction and the Snake Eyes origin. Well, no, it's not better than that. Uh, next one down you've got is the Pipeline Ploy, which was issue no, it's 11. A classic. It's a classic. Next one down you've got is issue 22, like Chimney Sweepers Come to Dust, which is, I think it's the last Mike Vosberg drawn issue. It's the one where... Uh, gung ho's on Stalker's shoulders and he's pounding that beam with his fists. It's kind of the low key issue. Oh, yeah, no, no. Let's put it above that. Above that one. Yeah. So you're putting it in, Slots in six, nice. sixth place with an eight. Um, I am going to. Yeah, so I said I'll also give it an eight and I will. Put, I got one, two. I've only got three, four, five. I've got five eights on the list, I think. Um, and I will give that one a. I'll put it the same, Where's exactly it? the same place where you put it, just below like chimney sweepers come to dust. Oh no, you put it ab- above that. I put it above. I'm putting it below. Okay. Just below that. So there you go. Issues 34, 35 and 36. Smashing next, through it, Chief. Next um, issue we'll be covering. Actually, I don't know. I'm going to, I haven't read ahead. I normally like to read ahead to know if we've got any definitive story breaks. So at this moment in time, we are going to be reading th- uh, 30... Six, no, well, we just read 34, 35. We're going to read 37, 38, and 39. Wow. Um, unless I read ahead and we find out that issue 40 is key to that that story or not. Yes. So at the moment, that's the three we're reading. Uh, before Exciting. before we tell everyone the places where they can find us, etc., um, I hear I hear something happening over there. Do you hear that? Chief asks Ben a question. Chief asks Ben a question. What'll he say? What'll he do when Chief asks Ben a question? I know the answer to that because the general answer is you'll answer the question. <laughs> so what will he say, what will he do? What he'll do is answer the question. What will he say is probably, you know, the answer. <laughs> but anyway, um, are you a fan of eggs? 
Love them. Okay, this, uh, I'm glad you said that because if you just said no, I didn't have a backup question spare. Um, so can you rank for me what I consider the main, unless you know another way, what I consider the main four ways of cooking eggs? I'll give them to you in alphabetical order. So you've got boiled, fried, poached, scrambled. Unless there's a fifth one that I'm missing. No, you've done it. Uh, how are you ranking those? I always used to, as a kid, I always used to have boiled eggs all the time and i found out soldiers. With, with soldiers and bread and butter but i found that when i moved out from home uh, and my mum's no longer cooking my boiled eggs for me i didn't i i've i've cooked a very small handful of boiled eggs you know it's other types uh, of eggs but well, you yourself i cook a lot of boiled rank, eggs but i'll go into that in a little go bit for it. i think if i'm going out for breakfast and i'm going to a cafe who goes out for I, breakfast I, oh me and emma do all the time Jeepers. we go How the other half lives <laughs> We go, I always have poached or scrambled. Right. Um, and something about and are you putting cafes, any, they make their scrambled so well. Are you putting anything they... specific, cracker black pepper on there or a bit of chilli sauce or yeah, anything? Yeah, yeah. Um, or you just whatever's black pepper. Whatever you fancy, yeah. But it's cre- they make it so creamy. Yeah. I can Lots never get my scrambled eggs as nice as that back home. But, um, I, you know, as I said before, I'm, I'm really into fitness at the moment. And... Um, for breakfast, this might shock you, but uh, I just have two egg whites, like Balboa. Okay. I don't drink them, so you cook I boil them. it. I cook them. How are you cooking I, I t- them? I toss away the yolk. How are you cooking them? I'm boiling those. Mothers. Oh, you're boiling the two eggs. I hard boil those suckers. I got. Can and I... I slice them and I pop the yolk out and I just you chuck that yolk the in the bin white. or do you save it for a later dish? No, I don't. It's terrible. In the bin. And then with those two boiled's. What, you just bite them like an apple? Well, no. First, I've got to cut them in half, oh. take the yolk out. Right, of course. And then I just smash them down. Oh, you mash I them mean, down it's pretty with a fork. weird. No, no, no. Just smash them down. I smash like them as in eat them. Right, okay. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Cause... It's pretty straight. People find that pretty strange. And that's all you'll but, have um... for breakfast at the moment? or? Yeah, that's kind of what I just have. Okay. Now then, <laughs> yeah, got, you might be a fat burning You cook thing, a lot of boiled eggs by the sounds of it. Um, oh, dude. You're going, so and you're going large, I take it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You might be able to give me some tips on how to cook a boiled egg because I heard a good tip for cooking a boiled egg was um, put some salt in the pan you're boiling it, and then when you go to crack the shell, the shell comes off. You know, just literally yeah, comes but off I don't in your underst- fingers so easy. But where's the science? But uh, I don't. I don't understand how that can have any effect. So you're saying you need to know I'm how saying, it works before you're willing to do it. I, I'm just saying. I like to. It just seems so random for me because sometimes they just—it's just heaven, and it, they just come out so easily, and it takes that sort of film off with it. Yeah. Then other times, you can just have a nightmare, can't you? Yeah. And trying to peel it. Yeah. What do you do? You uh, take it in your hand, you smash it on the counter, and roll it a little bit to crack the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. What I do is I flash. So I, I get rid of the hot, the boiling water, and then I flash it with cold, yep. so I can actually handle yes. it. And then I smash it all around, and then just peel it. Slice out the yolk. Doosh, now then, down it goes. Quick question: um, Are you doing this technique because it's the easiest way to eat eggs without the yolk? Yes, because okay. I'm not going to. Yeah. So if you've got, you know, if you fancy some eggs, you're not going to boil them for pleasure to eat. You'll no, do a different technique. So you're no, you're purely boiling these. I never ease. have. Okay, so yeah. So rank the four then. Rank the four in order of preference. I'm going to go scrambled, poached, fried boiled okay there you go and and let's face it they're all incredible yeah that's my biggest problem with going vegan or something like that is the egg thing yeah that would be a problem for me what about yourself 
yeah, big fan of eggs. Um, I'll take them anywhere they come, but I... Uh, yeah, scrambled is probably scrambled's probably who, my top. Who goes out for breakfast? That's incredible. <laughs> uh, you know what? I might do. I might try that this week. <laughs> try. It. See what happens. I'll report back next week. Oh. If you want to get hold of us, all the usual places: talkingjoecomics at gmail We're on Twitter, talking underscore Joe. We're on Instagram, talking Joe Comics. Facebook, talking Joe, a Joe Joe podcast. Someone else joined this week. I should have remember the name and giving you a shout out i apologize sir um yeah rate review us if you like us give us five stars all that usual jazz um where can the listeners find you chief me personally i'm on chiefy two shoes on the twitter and you are on i forget your handle ben flying retro ben flying retro don't forget if you haven't done so already please check out the interview we did with the great talented michelle fife that is up in the usual places where you get the talking joe podcast good Good chat me and him had, uh, talking about his uh, own book, Copra, his work on Bloodstrike for Image, and, of course, a lot of G.I. Joe talk. I asked him four random pop quiz questions, which he was kind enough to answer. Who's going to win a game of Ms. Pac-Man between Hawk and Serpentor? Listen to the interview and find out. And also, don't forget to run down to your local funny book store and buy issue one of G.I. Joe Sierra Merte, which should be out by the time you're listening to this. Right, that should about do it. Uh, That's it. Uh, We hope all the listeners out there have a good week. Spread the good word about Talking Joe. Thanks to everyone on Twitter who has been retweeting our stuff. There's a lot of good podcasts out there, especially G.I. Joe podcasts, so we appreciate everyone who listens. Uh, I'm going to sit down, actually, at the weekend and do a full catch-up on all the G.I. Joe podcasts out there and all the other good uh, podcasts as well. So that's about it. Yep, Um, We will be reading those three issues next week. Make sure you read them along with us, and we will catch you down the road. See you later. No.